Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. I'm excited about this series and for, for just a couple reasons. I, I believe, and, and we're just going to talk, and, and, and I am, we're going to work through the next three Sundays, and we're going to talk about something called the generosity plan. All right, we're going to talk about the generosity plan. So as you're looking at that, maybe you saw it on social media, but, but here's what I want to say is that um, how, how many of you, you, when you were a kid, or you remember that, you know, people had secrets and, and you would hear people whispering and, and you, you were like, what's the secret? And, and you like to know secrets. I remember my, when my kids were a little bit younger, uh, they would constantly, don't mind our kids, they're having a good time. Um, <laughs> I remember when my kids were younger, and they would say, Dad, come, come, come here. I'm, okay? I'm going to tell you a secret. And so, and, and, and I don't know why, but none of my kids could whisper. And so it was like, <laughs> Dad, I got to tell you a secret. Like the whole house is like, we hear you. You know? And so, but, but, but I remember this whole secret, and I believe that God has secrets to tell his children. I believe he has information. So if you uh, grew up in church, um, we see when those secrets are communicated and taught, uh, we believe that when secrets become known and understood, that becomes revelation. We see that as revelation. You will hear people in church talk about, wow, I, I, I hadn't heard that, but now I got the revelation of that. That's mean that, that that secret hit your heart and it began to unlock something that you had heard, but now you understand. Some things can be taught, but other things have to be caught. And so it, it, it's, there's a lot of times in life when you can hear content and we want our church to be great at content, but the goal is is not just that you learn how to be better morally. The goal is that your mind is transformed, your heart is renewed, and you will be able to step into all that God has, come on, for you. And so as we look at that, we believe that revelation is confirmed in His Word, and when we trust Him, we move toward application, and at the end of that, we see that there are rewards in Scripture and blessings. Rewards and blessings. So it's, God is a good father. That's what the Bible says. In James, it says that he is a good father. So let me break this down to you. A good father, a good mother will reward their children when they see signs of, come on, listen, obedience, management, these are things that, and so we get so weird in the church because, oh, I just don't, I don't want to talk about, I don't serve God for the blessing. I don't serve God. Well, we're going to get heaven. Does that make sense? <laughs> We're going to get heaven. And let, let me tell you something. God understood that there was going to be something more, and God is not um, bashful about the things that he wants to give his children. James says that he gives good gifts to his children. And so we don't seek the gift. We don't believe that, that, that because we go to church, God will make us healthy, wealthy, and why. And, and all, we, 
Those are byproducts of submission and surrender. We don't chase the gift. Does that make sense? We chase the giver of the gift. And, and, and when you're in church, I'm just going to tell you, there should be growth. There should be uh, 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 um, uh, transformation that happens. And hopefully as you grow here in a year, you won't be struggling with the same thing that you struggled with. You will be walking into blessing and you will see that in other areas, come on, of your life. That's what we're hoping. My assignment today is this. As we begin to talk about the generosity plan, my, my, my assignment today is it all starts with trust. It all starts with trust. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 4 through 6 through 14 says this. But I say this, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Right there. Come on. Listen, it, this is a heart thing between you and God. So now let's talk about the heart. Let's talk about, because here's the thing. There are verses where people, and not us, because we're a very generous church, but, but there are people, come on some, where they we fight the idea of giving. We fight the idea of tithe. We fight the idea of money, and we use verses like this to say it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter what we give. What, does it? Anybody ever played sports? Anybody ever play sports? Now, let me just, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit in a competitive vein. So all of you that are like, it doesn't matter who wins and loses. <laughs> it just matters that we showed up and gave our best try. I ain't talking to you today. Does that make sense? Because here's the deal. When we play a card game, when we play, come on, spades, when we play basketball, when we, we play football, listen, let me ask you this. Anybody ever been a coach before? Do you start people that have no heart? Do you start people that give less? Coach, it just doesn't matter how much I give as long as I show up. As long as I just show up and I got my tennis and I got my T-shirt, it doesn't matter. I'm part of the team. I'm part of the, I know, but you sitting on the bench, baby. <laughs> we love you. You can get a trophy at the end of this, but you can't play. Does that mean, come on, listen. So let each one give as it purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves, come on somebody, a cheerful giver. When we move into offering time, I'm not wanting your anxieties to go up. And your wife's like, let's go down. I want to go down. And now it's, I'd love church if we didn't have to give. Well, you don't know church if you don't give. You Come on. Come on. So here's the thing. When you come to the house, I, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be motivated. I, I want you to, to feel like you can go climb a mountain that the devil said that you can't climb. But there are also going to be times where we're going to roll up our sleeves. Come on. We're going to work on our abs. Come on. Nobody likes ab day. Okay? Everybody, the lights on a Krispy Kreme, but nobody likes abs. Okay? No, nobody likes the planket. Come on. No one, no one wants to do P90 again. And so what happens is if we, if we only hear sermons that we agree with, then our faith will stay small yeah. 
and we will never expound and grow past what we can understand. And so then it's not that we trust God, it's that we trust what we see. Come on. I want to talk a little bit back to my secret thing. Is what if I could give you a secret and tell you a secret? We're just one-on-one. It's a coffee shop. It's not here. You're not there. It's not all of us. It's just me and you. Just me and you. Me and you. And I told you a secret, okay? Not insider training, but I'm going to tell you a secret. That your health, your moods, your current finances, at the same time, you could also grow and change your influence in the lives of others. If I said all of that could happen with this one move, you'd be all ears. Come on, if I don't have to fight depression, if I don't have to fight this, if I don't have to fight joy, if I, I can find joy, I'm not looking for happiness. You know, I'm not looking for my husband to make me happy. I'm not looking for my wife to make me happy. I'm not looking for my kids to make me happy. I just, I, the joy of the Lord is in. Come on, if I could offer that to you, some of you would even be like, uh, when we mean, I'm ready. Here's the thing, I can. I can, and over the next few weeks, I want to talk about generosity. Let me make this statement as we start this series. We're just going to talk. We're going to talk about money. Okay? We're going to talk some about, we're going we're gonna to talk some about money, Okay? I was hoping you would play it again. (laughs) See, the Bible calls our money treasure. Treasure. We're also going to talk about schedules, and we're going to talk about our time. But we're also going to talk about money. Okay? (laughs) All right? This is church. I can feel some of the Pharisees going, okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, listen. We're also, listen, we're going to talk about how to use our gifts because God has given us talents so that we can bless others and our time, our talent, and our treasure locks into generosity. And the truth of the matter is we have to be givers if we're going to change anything in Northwest Arkansas, in our homes, in our schools, with our friends, with our kids' friends, your life is not your own. And the reason many believers are frustrated is because they want to take the concept of grace, but then they want to do it by themselves. And so I want God to love me and forgive me and restore me, but I ain't changing. And so what happens is we stay stagnant, and then we go to church, and we feel like, well, I've tried it. Well, now you ain't really never tried it. <laughs> Coming is not the same thing as applying. Does this make sense? We're just, we're just talking some real talk. So we're going to talk about time. We're going to talk about, you know, your giftings, your talents, and we're going to talk about money. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about all these things. All right. All right. We're going to talk about this. Listen, we are doing this series 
Because we want something for you, not because we need something from you. We want something for you. Don't miss next week. I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly how we spend our money. I'm going to tell you what percentage we've grown over the next year. I'm going to tell you what we've done with our giving. I'm going to let all that out. I have nothing to hide. I want you to know because I want you to feel comfortable here with what is going on. So you, you, if you want to come and you want to hear all that, come back and, 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 and learn and see what we're doing. Because I believe that you will see character in how we handle the finances of this church. But as we look at that. Let me just say this. I don't believe that we're seeing as many breakthroughs in the church because I believe that we're aiming a lot of times at the wrong thing. Most churches are aiming at heart. But there is this idea that Jesus, when he could not reveal the heart of the person he was talking to, he began to show them their wallet. You hear what I'm saying? Like, like Jesus wants to talk about the heart, but if you're deceived and you can't understand that, he's going to go to your wallet because your wallet will show you where your heart is. Does this make sense? Let's think about the rich young ruler. In Mark chapter 10, verse 17 through 27, we're going to read a lot here. And I'm going to read this to you. It says this, and he was setting out on a journey. A man ran up to him and knelt before him. Let's go ahead and find that if we can back there. And knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, look at this. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Now, Now, here's the thing. Is this rich man had money? You will never find someone with money that, do, that, that does not have the ability to sell. Because they understand buying and selling and keeping. And I mean, it's, not, it's not a negative thing. But this man had some money. And he knew. I'm going to butter Jesus. Why? Jesus came and nailed at his feet. Good teacher. Y'all, what do I need to do to an inherit eternal life? Come on. You ever had someone where you saw it coming? You know, like, you, 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 know you went to that vacation, but it was a timeshare. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you saw it coming and you knew. <laughs> what do you want? Listen, come on. Look at this. Look at this. And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder, commit adultery, steal, bear false witness, don't defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said to the teacher, teacher, I have kept all these things from my youth. What? Look at this. Look at him. And Jesus felt love for him and said, the one thing you lack. Okay, can I, can I just stop real quick? I want to break this down to you. Jesus is, be, this man has traveled far to come to Jesus. And he says, hey, how do I inter- inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, keep the commandments, the last six, do that. And this man says, I've done them from my youth. And Jesus begins to love this man. And here's the thing that I want us to see in an over-tolerant over society. Jesus begins to tell him what he lacks. Yeah. 
this one thing you still lack. Well, that's not very nice. I traveled all this distance, and I told you how awesome you are, and now you're going to tell me what I lack? That is not very friendly. Are you truly the son of God? Sometimes, listen, love looks like encouragement. Love looks like when everybody's leaving the room, people are walking in. That's what love looks like. But sometimes love looks like challenge. And if we don't have anybody in our life that will speak challenge, not, not, not criticism, but challenge, someone who will step into that, and here you are, and you're making these professions, and here's the thing, I need to love on you right now. Come on, if you have a bunch of friends and, and you're able to say how dumb or stupid or incompetent you are, you need new friends. You need someone who will walk into there and go, come on, man, don't say that about yourself. Step up, change up, fix that. See, we all need people, does that make sense, that will love us enough to help us change our vocabulary. We're in a society that does not like that. We want to do whatever we want to do, and we don't want no one saying nothing to us. Come on. I'll move out the city. I don't want no one by me. I won't talk to nobody. I want to keep it surface. I want to say hello, 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 hello. That's all I want. But let me tell you something. When the pain day comes, surface ain't going to help you. You're going to want someone who can step in with love. Look, because this makes sense. Come on, help me. Help me. Look at this. Listen, the one thing you lack Go and sell all of your possessions, give to the poor, and your tr- you will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. But these words, he was saddened, and he went away grieving, for he owned much property. Look at this. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, it's hard. How hard will it be for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were amazed. At his, what are you talking about? Don't we need money? Don't we? I don't understand what you're talking about. And they were amazed. It wasn't like they were all like, yeah, man, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, I don't understand. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. The disciples were amazed at his words. And Jesus answered again and said to them, children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were even more astonished and said to him, well, who can be saved? I mean, if the rich people can't afford it, what's going to happen? Dear Lord. You know what look, look. Look at he, Jesus looked at them and said, "With people it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are all things are possible with God." Here is what I want to unpack today. The world has a way of seeing money, and God has a way of seeing money, and I want to walk you through the world's way and God's way, and I want to help unpack some thoughts as we develop in our Christian walk. Okay, does that make sense? All right, I need one, two, three, four, five. Okay, this was, that was a whole lot better than first service. Okay, <laughs> so here's what the world teaches us. If you're going to do anything in life, come on, you've got to give. You've got to give. You gotta give. You got we got rap artists that like rest, sleep. Well, ain't no sleep. 
We're talking about, we're going to work. We're going to grind. You know, if you want to be something, you got to grind. Come on, we're talking about days off. We're talking about internet. We're talking about Netflix. We're talking about watching a series. Ain't nobody watching a series. We're trying to gut this out. Does that make sense? Come on, is that, does that sound like our culture? And so what they do is they begin to give their time, focus. They begin to give their time and their focus and, and they give their heart to making, y'all know what it is, right? Come on, say it. Money. And this is the world's way. And you know what? I'm going to do all I can to give time, my focus, and my heart to create, come on, what I never had, what I didn't get, what I, come on, I wanted those Jordans when I was a kid, I never got, I had ruse, I ain't going to get no, my kids ain't going to get no ruse, I'm going to tell you that right now, we're going to go next level, come on somebody, this is the way the world tells you to move, but God says it goes the other way. And the reason that we don't see a lot of breakthrough in life is because we have a lot of sermons on heart, but a lot of people don't even know they're on heart because the Bible says that your heart can be deceived. The Bible says that no one can trust their own heart. So check this out. In James, it says that we can be deceived and enticed. Like we don't even know where we're really at. So what is the thing that tells us where we're at? Yo, money. Does this make sense? This is what tells you where your heart's at. This is what tells you if you're generous. This is what tells you if you're growing. This right here. And so this man, check this out. I have been giving myself to the law, those six commandments, all of my life. And Jesus was like, hold up, bro. Hold up. Have you ever had a conversation with someone and you tried to say something and you knew they weren't getting it? Come on. Anybody ever had that? Yeah. We got some kids and, and we have this idea like in our home, we, we, we want 85 and above. We love A's. We, that's what we want. So the report cards came back. I'm like, how'd y'all do? Oh, dad, I got all A's, one B and two C's. You didn't get all A's. I don't know what <laughs> Like, hold up. We, we need to talk about this a little bit. Oh, all A's. Uh, no. <laughs> no, you, you can't say all A's and then caveat. You know what I'm saying? That, that's not how it. Here's my point. Is a lot of people believe in their heart that I am a giver. I love people. I make time for people. I use my talents to grow the body of Christ. But here's the thing. When we investigate it, here's what Jesus was saying. I need you to give to these six areas. I've done it. I do it all the time. Okay, then give all your money. Whoa, no. See, you're not a giver. Does it make sense? See, you, you're not where you think you are, but you think you're that because you've made the attempt. You think that because you had moments of silence. You said that because there were one time with your mom or dad that you kept your mouth closed. So you think I'm giving in those areas. But the truth of the matter is I had to take you back, Jesus said, to your money to show you you're not a giver. 
Does this make sense? Come on, help me. Listen, for all of us, God wants us to move. Someone's playing the jam. Listen, as we move through this, listen, give time, focus, heart, money. God says this, you start with the tithe. You start with giving. Why? Why? What precedence do we have that lets God know that that's the way you think? Because here's the deal. He wanted all of the children of Israel to bring their fruit, bring their money, bring their gold. Build my house. Build my house. Here's the tabernacle. Here's the temple. Build my house. Uh, Why did God ask for money? Why did he ask for gold? The children of Israel left bondage and captivity and were blessed with all of this money. Then the Egyptians just said, get out of here. We don't like y'all. We're tired of frogs. Y'all go on messing up our homes. But God said, take that and bring it to me. Why? Because our money produces where our heart goes. And when our heart changes, our focus begins to change. And all of a sudden, we want to read the word. We want to go to church. We want to be in a life group. Come on, somebody. We want to do it because we've invested. There's nobody here that if I gave you $10,000 to invest in the stock market. Come on, anybody? Come on, you know when it's up. (laughs) When it's down. Oh, my God. When it's up. When it's down. Some of us get reads every day on the stock. 5% up, 3% down. You're just like, oh, Jesus. Why do you care? It's just money. Your heart is connected to it. Come on, anybody bought a new car, and then all of a sudden, that new car gets wrecked? Someone backs in, and you're like, hold up. Hey, man, I just bought this. See, my heart, hold up. Come on, does that make sense? See, here's what I'm trying to say, is there was a reason that God did, and God did not just want to take from his children. He knew that if you don't fund it, you can't have the heart for it. Then you'll never focus. That's why we have so many people in church that really we say we want revival, but we don't care. Why? It's not because we don't want to see revival. It's just that we, don't, we haven't invested in revival, so we don't have the heart. Come on, let's go. come on, help me. We don't have the heart for it, so we don't focus on it. We don't make the time for it, and we don't want to get. Does this help? Listen, as we work through this, I want to talk a little bit about money. You don't have to play the song. Listen, and so here's the thing. I want to show you four pictures. And I want to ask you where you're at today. First is the cruise ship. Come on, we cruising. Me and my family, me and my lady, me and my man, we're cruising. We finally made it. Smooth sailing. We don't really have a lot of financial issues. We're cruising. What about this? Maybe you're in a, a normal day. Maybe you got, you just, it's a normal day. Come on, life is a highway. You know what I'm saying? You just, you just, it's good. It's good. Maybe you're here today and over the last month, three months, two months, maybe this has been you. It's kind of been dark days. You know, there's a whole lot more going out than coming in. We're going to tell the truth. Maybe some of you here today, you're like in a hurricane. You just like hoping to survive. Like you don't even know. 
Like I got so much debt, so much bills. They calling. It's bad. You know, as a pastor, I have been able to, to, to love and minister to people. And here, here's the thing that I have seen. And I want to share this with you because I want us to be understanding when we come in here. But there are five financial awarenesses that we should be mindful of. There is somebody in this church struggling. There is someone surviving. There was someone tithing. There was someone moving to generous. And there is someone moving to extremely generous. And here is the goal. If I begin to pastor and shepherd, maybe you have a teenager that's going wayward. And I said, hey, you know what? Here's some things I, I want to talk about. You may be like, yeah, help me. If I begin, you have been beginning to struggle in marriage. And, and I had some content. And we, have, we had three marriage life groups with 36 different couples uh, in each marriage group. Some we've on, Come on, 36 couples in northwest Arkansas working on their marriage. Come on, that, that's, that's good. That's good. And so, and so here's the deal. In all of those areas, preach, pastor. I want to listen. I'm fitting to take notes. We talk about money. Why are you talking about that? What do you really want? Here's the thing. I've been challenged a couple months ago. I'm, I met with a pastor who um, has been in ministry for a long, long time. And he said, how are you challenging everybody in this area? I said, oh, man, we're doing it. He said, what about this area? I said, oh, man, we're doing it. He said, what about finances? I said, we're not doing that. He <laughs> said, <laughs> and uh, he said, he said, oh, so, so you don't really want to have a lot of breakthrough in your church. I was like, I kind of got mad. I'm just, it's true. I, I'm not like. <laughs> and he said, one of the first things that God asked the children of Israel to do was begin to give. Because he knew the future that awaited them. Here's what I'm telling you. You may be struggling. And here's what I want to say to you. I've been there. I remember when my parents got divorced. And um, my, my, back in that time, my, you know, my mom didn't really know how to manage money. I'm not speaking negative or bad. It was just a different season back then. And so my dad handled a lot of the bills and he handled a lot of the budgeting. And so when my mom got some money from the house, we lived it up. Come on, somebody. TGIF Friday, baby. We want pizza and, and full house. I mean, we was just do, you know, living it. And a, after about 18 months, no money. We had to move into low-income housing. Oh, we were on food stamps, wick, str struggle, struggling. I remember a Christmas that, that, you know, my mom comes to me. and I, So I'm adopted and my sister's adopted. We're adopted by different parents. And she, she comes in and she goes, Stephen, here's the deal. I only have enough money to get your sister something. And I need you to understand. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I remember that like yesterday. I'm crying. I'm like, it's okay. I'm just crying. I don't even like presents. You know? It's, you know? And, and, uh, and, she, and she's like, you know, well, but, but what we're going to do is we're going to make the best we can. And so I remember we got some lights and strung it around this, like, fake little ficus or something like that. And, and like, that was our Christmas tree. And I remember the looks and I remember feeling, and so feeling less. And here's what happened. A poverty mindset began to come into my life. 
And because I had moments when I never had enough, no matter what I did, I felt like I never had enough. I was struggling. And so here's the deal. Not even knowing that I grow up and, and we get married. And here's the deal. This is crazy. You get married. You both start having a job. They want to send you credit cards. They just want to send you money. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. They want to give me $10,000. What? God, you are so good. But I didn't read that small print that said 18.9% interest. Come on, somebody. And I, and I grew up borrowing and credit. And I remember when God really got a hold of Katie and I. It was three years into marriage. And he said, he basically, I was in a moment where I was like, okay, God, how do we break up? And he said, break out of this moment. And he said, you need to cut up all your cards and you don't need to have another credit card. And here's the deal. That was what? How long have we been married? Almost 15 years. That was uh, 12 years ago. We've not had a credit card since. Listen to what I'm saying. Don't clap yet. We, no credit card. We don't, own, we don't own a credit card is what I'm telling you. We don't own one. I got 20% that I'm getting ready to put down on a house. I'm going to put 20%. I'm, I'm, I ain't paying the PMI. I'm just telling you. I'm not paying it. I'm going to put 20% down. Will you? Well, I just don't know if a pastor should brag. I'm not bragging. I'm telling you that if you're going to move out of struggling into another area, listen to what I'm saying. You're going to have to change the way you think about it all. And here's the thing. We became tithers. And not only tithers, but we began to be generous. We began to tithe. We, 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 we gave away five different cars to different people in, in, in the season that we were in Hot Springs. I'm not, I don't, I'm not telling you this so you feel better about who we are. I'm telling you that I remember feeling like I never had enough. And, and we began to change the way we did life. And here's how we changed it. We tithed 10, we saved 10, and we lived on 80. Tie 10, save 10, live on 80. And that is the baseline. That is the start. The Bible says in Proverbs that a fool will devour all that they have. You don't ever work one week that you don't pay yourself. You're going to build the kingdom and you're going to pay yourself. And you're going to build the kingdom and you're going to pay yourself. And that 80% is taking care of your bills. But you're going to build the kingdom, you're going to pay yourself. You're going to build the kingdom. Come on, somebody, help me. Come on. If you do this, you not... Stop playing the lotto. Come on, listen to what I'm saying. 7-Eleven back down. I'm just giving a little money. I remember being in the seventh grade bathroom, throwing dice, talking about, yeah. And here's the deal. Most days I lost more than I made. But I was just trying to leapfrog and get ahead. Come on, somebody. If God, listen to this. Why would you pray for $10,000 if you cannot manage a hundred. I'm just mad at God. He hadn't given it to me yet. You, you, you can't handle it yet. See, some people are in church. I'm, can, can I be real? Can I just be I'm just like five minutes of real? And y'all don't, don't, don't get mad at me? Some people are at church because they have the revelation of what God can do in their life. And some people are coming to church because nothing is working in their life. And here's the deal. If you got that money, you'd be gone. 
If you got that money, you'd be gone. Come on, we wouldn't see you again for another seven months until something else broke. See, God grows us as we can manage more. And he wants to give it to you. He doesn't want to hold back. The James says he holds nothing back. Every good thing, come on somebody, he wants to give it to you. He wants you to own it. He wants you to walk in it. He wants you, but you got to manage. Come on somebody, help me. You got to manage what you have and then he gives seed to the sower and he wants you to use that seed to grow more. Some of us are just surviving. Ooh, there's a, seems like there are more days than there is money. Come on. He's waiting till Friday. Jesus, help me. Some of us are beginning to tithe. And we think, ooh, I'm done. <laughs> ooh. Well, I was seven to eight to nine to ten. Ooh, thank you. Oh, wow, that was, you know. But, but here's the thing. If God has your money and you understand that you are his steward and everything that the Bible says that everything you have has been given to you and he lets you keep 90 and give 10, keep 90 and give 10. When he asks you for something generous or extremely, extremely generous, it's not yours. And so you've worked it out here to be able to. Come on. Listen. As we end today, and I have a whole lot more to say, so you got to come back and tell me. I'm just getting started. Here is today's secret for generosity. Your money will unleash your heart. Your money will unleash your heart. God is not against us having money. But God does not want money having us. And come on, can, can, I, can I, two more minutes of real? We're in northwest Arkansas, and there's a lot of money here. And, and God has blessed us. God has blessed us. But can I just tell you this? Every dad, look at me. Every mom. It would be better for you to have a 600-foot less home. Did I say that right? Yeah, square foot. Than to have the home of your dreams and your kids miss you. See, money is elusive. It'll cause you to chase something that will never be there at the end. It's elusive. And listen, I'm, I'm for work. I'm for, I, we work hard every day. I, I, I don't understand people who, well, I clock my 40. I get my 40 by Wednesday. You understand what I'm saying? Like, but, but, but here's the thing. I'm not going to sacrifice family for, for a new car. Buy a used one, pay it in cash, and eat dinner with your family. Come on, somebody. It's okay. You may not. You may go to the family meeting at Thanksgiving and Christmas, and they may look at you. Here's what I'll, I, I, can I no, I can't say that uh, because we, we video this. But here's, uh, I'll go to coffee with you and tell you the real. But, but we have had people look at us because we chose to live small. 
There's this concept. It's called delayed gratification. I know we're Americans. Come on, somebody. And Netflix is owed to us. Come on, somebody. Internet is owed to us. What are you talking about? Hulu? We don't have just Netflix. We got Hulu, Amazon Prime. We got, we got, that's owed to me. I'm an American. <laughs> Hear what I'm saying? If you really wanted to change your life. See, this right here is called the process of transformation. You would do less to do more. You would do less to do more. Your money will unleash your heart for the things of God. And here's what I'm saying is there's a lot to do here. There's a lot to do in this church. But I need our body to begin to break through from, put that up there, those five. From struggling to surviving, from surviving to tithing, from tithing to generous, and from generous, come on, to extremely generous. And here's the deal. I remember being young. Someone would come up. There'd be this old man that went with the church that we used to went to, and he would come up, and every now and then, he would put a $100 bill in my hand. I'm like, (laughs) 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 now I get it. And it's better. It's better to be the giver. Come on, somebody. Let's begin to change this year and let's become a generous church. And, and over the next two weeks, I'm going to teach you how to do that. The first secret is your heart, your money unleashes your heart. You guys come on up. Is this good? Does this help? Y'all, y'all come on up. Y'all come on up. Y'all, y'all come on up. As we finish this, man, I, I, I didn't get even halfway through my sermon, y'all. I just got to stop. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to come back. I am asking you to take a step. The reason that we always talk about framework is because we want you to know the interworkings of what we do so that you begin to feel comfortable with who we are. Because a lot of people, a lot of churches preach better than they live. We want to be the same people outside, and we believe our best days are outside the church, and then we come in and we rally. Does that make sense? Where is it? Come on, y'all, y'all just begin to play a little bit. Before we stand up, before we sing this song, here's my thing. Where is your heart? Where is your heart? Where do I need to take a step? What lie have I believed? Y'all go ahead. You know, what lie have I believed? Where have I said it doesn't matter? Where have I said God doesn't care? Every story in the Bible is about someone giving. That's what we do. They will know us by our fruits. See, we don't give once we have an abundance. We give because we trust God, because we know he's the source. Come on, somebody. Listen to what I'm saying. And so you don't need an invitation to look someone, uh, look at a couple and say, hey, come eat dinner with me. You don't need an invitation to invite someone to your house. 
You don't need an invitation to look at one of your kids' school friends and say, you know what? Man, I think they need a coat. See, listen, what I'm telling you is we can make a difference in this city. The world's way focuses on us. God's way focuses on the kingdom and what we're called to do. Come on, somebody. And what God is called to do. And I am telling you, I cannot wait. We're about to build a house. I can't wait to have people over at my house that don't go to my church. Because I'm fixing to bless them. I'm fixing to bless we're, we're fixing to have the house stock. I'm just telling you, we're going to have enough gummies and enough whatever. Y'all just come. Because here's the deal. I've been given so much. And that... that what I've been given wasn't so that I can be like, y'all look at me now. <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> what? You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm challenging you to unlock your heart. Right. And it'll be known by your money. Come on, y'all sing this real quick. Just stay right there. Just stay right there. And, and we'll just close your eyes right where you're at. Come on, in this place. Come on, y'all, all y'all sing. Come on. Come on, right where you're at. Inspect your heart. If you're here today and you're like, Pastor, here's the thing. He is, I really believe that I just got some revelation and I realized that, you know what? My heart is not in the right place because we love receiving. Come on, God gave us Jesus. God gave us water baptism for new life. God gave us the Holy Spirit so we can be empowered. And all of those sermons will get a preach and a hallelujah and an amen. But all of those moments are so you know that God loves you so much that he started this idea of you becoming a giver. And I I would venture to say this. If you have received all of that and you still stingy, (laughs) maybe you haven't accepted what you thought you did. We got to trust God. Come on. God doesn't have any stingy kids in his house. He does not. And if you're here today, listen, and I'm not, everybody close your eyes so nobody look around. We're not trying to uncover anybody. But if you're like, you know what, Pastor, my heart needs a change. And I'm committing to step into being a giver. Then I'm going to ask you right where you're at. Nobody's looking around. Come on, lift your hand if that's you. I, I hear that. I see that. I see what God has called me to do. I'm going to start I'm going to start stepping into this. I'm going to be a giver. I'm going to be a giver. Father, I thank you right now for our church. Father, I thank you for those hearts that are melting like wax before you. God, we love you and we thank you. And God, I pray for every hand that was raised. God, that you begin to help them walk through practical steps on how to unleash their time, unleash their talent, and unleash their treasure. In Jesus' name. Come on, y'all stand up with me. Let's sing this. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. 
feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.